it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues podcast with the Sport Social Podcast Network. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Jamie. How's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You? Stop lying. You're not okay after what's happened today. Yeah, um, I'm just getting the intro by, out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we're joined by Riyad from Everton Exeter. who's back again. How are you doing, mate? Long time no see. Uh, I won't lie to you. You're not very good, to be honest, mate. Not after what I've just woke up to. No. And you've been sick as well, haven't you? COVID? I have, yeah. I have. So, uh yeah, this this will make you feel better. This podcast, don't worry about it. Uh, originally, we were going to come on so we could get a podcast out the way to talk about yesterday's game because we're playing Crystal Palace on Wednesday. But in true Everton style, Everton just we just don't have a day off as an Evertonian. It's just I think I woke up this morning about half nine. I've been glued to Sky Sports News, waiting for news to come out of Everton's fate with this FFP and PSR or whatever it's called and all that bollocks. And it's been confirmed that Everton and Nottingham Forest have each confirmed to the Premier League that they are in breach of the Premier League's profit and sustainability rules. This is a result of sustaining losses above the permitted thresholds for the assessment periods during season 2022-23. Riyad, make it make sense. Uh, I'm trying to still make light of it. Obviously, Paul, as you know, I woke up about half an hour ago from yeah. that. Um, but what I what I can understand is Everton have been charged already for so this is over a three year cycle what we've been charged for again, um, but Everton have already been charged and punished for one of them years uh, as we know. Yeah. Um, but Everton seem to believe that that breach that we've been charged for and punished for with the ten point deduction is seventy five percent of the entire charge again, um, so. It, on paper, the penalty shouldn't be as big because most of the breach comes under what we've already been charged for. Yeah. Um, but obviously the there will be other breaches in different years if that's only seventy five percent of it. But that's all I understand at the minute. Yeah, it's crazy, and it? it just Jamie. It sounds like we're being punished for something that we've already been punished for. If that makes sense, you always hear that. American saying this double jeopardy, you can't be charged with the same crime twice. But it sounds like Everton are actually that's actually what's happening to us, doesn't it? It does. It's it's everything sort of up in the air, isn't it? No, it's only just happened, so I think everyone has their own take on it. But that sort of seems like it's grown legs, uh, the double jeopardy. But it can't happen, Paul. That can't. How can you charge a football club for the same sort of offence? It just won't happen. That I think. They'll lose the case. That'll just get thrown out. If that, to be honest, I actually hope that is the case because it'll just get thrown out. You know, if I Everton... think what what Everton is saying is is that there's no there's nothing in the Premier League rules to say that you can't be punished twice. So the Premier League will say, well, technically you still have broken our rules because there is nothing in their rules to say that you cannot be punished twice. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So really, the Premier League could say, well, there's no rule that we can't do it. And we yeah, make the rules. Even if Everton say, well, you need, to, to, you need to add that little bit into your rules so the Premier League go, yeah, maybe we need to, but we haven't. So you still broke the rules, you get what I mean? Yeah. It just stinks, doesn't it? Because it's 
it's hard not to think again that it's us, Everton. It's making an example of us, and now Nottingham Forest are in the same boat. And I mean, they, they've changed their tune now. Their fans, they're uh, scrambling around trying to get Everton on their side. Where you know, where's uh, you cheating bastards? You know what you are, and all that. When we went to the city ground a few weeks back, but I don't know. I haven't really got a script for this podcast. I'm just we're on here because I know we're sending voice notes to you earlier on, Jamie. And I'm saying I'm never doing another podcast ever again. I'm not speaking about Everton again. I'm not going to another Everton match ever again. And I was being serious at the time because I was like, mm -hmm. I've had enough. I'm finished. Yeah. But yeah. we've had a chance to calm down now. Um, do you blame the club at all for any of this? I mean, I think we'd be stupid not to, wouldn't we? I blame the club 90% of this, if not 95%. Um, listen, I was all, I, I've got to be honest, I'm for the corrupt and all that sort of thing. I get it. I understand why people would think it. In my eyes now, I'm sort of looking more towards Everton themselves. Um, because the Premier League have, we've broken the rules, let's just get that right, we all know that, we've all admitted that, we've broken the rules, we deserve to be punished. These have just absolutely run this football club into the ground, and I say these, he has run this football club into the ground. Um, yeah. He's let a bad decision after bad decision happen. I understand, listen, I've supported Mishiri, because he put money into the football club like we all wanted them to, but he made so many bad decisions and it's just caught up with him and it's caught up with us and all these bad decisions fall at our feet, unfortunately. Yeah. We had same question to you, really. How do you feel about the run, the running of Everton Football Club? Because I'll be honest with you, when this, you know, with the news of this new thing came out, I thought there'd be about six or seven clubs that were all going to be at breach, FFP and all that, and it's come out that there's only two. We'll go into why there's only two in a bit, but... Do you feel let down by Everton and it's like, why have you done this to us again? Or are you on the, on the side of it's the Premier League just trying to get rid of us? So, at, at the beginning, um, I think everyone was just a bit... Uh, when, the, when the very first charge was announced, I was just a bit, okay, what's happened here? I, didn't, didn't, I don't think anyone really understand what was going on, but as it came to light more, obviously, the Premier League, if, if you've broken the rules... You've got to, you know, face the face the punishment. But it was harsh. Ten points was harsh. The biggest sport and punishment in Premier League history. But it it is solely to blame on on Farah Mashiri and others who who are yeah. across the board. Um, Mashiri is not a businessman. Mashiri's. How was he an accountant? How though? <laughs> How is he an accountant? It, Alleged accountant. Maybe it's just um, black. Maybe he's just using his mate's money. Osmanov. What you say? Maybe sorry. that's what it is. Maybe he's just using his mate's money. No, that, that maybe he's not a million. Exactly. Maybe he's exactly not a billionaire himself. Maybe he's just blagging it because no, starting to feel like that. Mashidi, obviously, when Mashidi came into came into power, Osmanov had just finished with Arsenal, if, if I remember correctly, and then I think there's like a cool down period where. You know, you can't go into another Premier League team after a certain amount of time. Um, so it was just made sense to give your money to your mate. You go and run the club. And then, with, with my money, and, you know, I'll make all the actual business decisions, but you're the face and whatnot, because obviously Usmanov has been involved in some shady stuff recently yeah. over the past few years which we all know and, and it's been talked about in Parliament what, what, why 
he was involved in, in any of the in any of the you know hiding the manager why was he there he's on paper not tied to the club one bit so Mashidi's not a businessman Mashidi's an alleged accountant who's been given a lump sum of money to take over the football club he's got no knowledge on and run it um, and at the time when Mashidi was a you know took over it was right loads of money let's go and spend it surely it's only upwards from here but he spent it horribly wrong um and <clears throat> and that's not solely to blame on Mashiri. obviously we've had multiple director of footballs over the years i do feel for you know the likes of marcel brandstow who uh, tried to make an impact tried to make good signings but were eventually overruled and yeah will never be able to speak out against it um but it, it is it's it's Mashiri's fault he's he's run the club into the ground with money that's not his and just isn't isn't business savvy i guess yeah i think it's, it is a classic case of someone coming into a football club and basically treating it like football manager it's not my money i'll just do whatever i want no consequences but here's the consequences i mean jamie don't want to speak ill of the dead but yeah. With all due respect, this is sort of you got you got to say it. I'm sorry, Bill Kenwright's legacy is now we're living possibly through another points deduction. Uh, this is what we've been left with. And the likes of Denise Barrett Baxendale, Miss Dynamite, apparently, are sailed off into the sunset with a nice little payout and we're left to pick up the pieces again. Rolled off into the sunset. You mean Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, yeah. These these people have got to be held accountable, as you said. Obviously, you know we don't like to speak ill of the dead, um, but we're not talking about him. We're talking about how his yeah, time at Everton Football Club, yeah. But for me, I still go back to Farad Mashiri in that point. He kept these on far too long. He should he should have been sacked. He should have been shown the door. Um, I said to you before the night that you know we put money in, but we had possibly. Well, if not the one of the greatest managers ever, and Carlo Ancelotti, we were all buzzing. We were like, "Oh my god!" Mishiri must have had to sit him down and go, "We've got no money, Carlo, so I don't know what you want to do." So when he finishes that meeting with Carlo Ancelotti and says, "We've got no money," to Carlo Ancelotti, why is not he turned around to one of them and gone, "Why have I just had to have that conversation? Where's the money gone?" But where's the? He didn't. He just went, "All right, carry on. Let's get Benitez. I'll make this next decision." It's all. Yeah. It comes to him. Bill Kenwright has got a lot to answer for. So has Grant Ingles. What the hell? I don't think he can put two and two together, that fella. Um, and it's just what? It's just clown after clown. It's literally the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Well, speaking of the blind leading the blind, I'm actually I'm doing that right now because I've I've got nothing in front of me. So I'm basically just want to talk like we would talk if we were just sitting in a bar together. You know what I mean? Riyad, what do you think is going to happen next now? What, um, you, what's your gut feeling? Because the way I look at it is, there's no. I I never thought we'd get a ten points deduction. So all bets are off now, because so, if they yeah, can do that to us again, can can they give us another ten points deduction? Yeah, they can. Yeah. Well, well, there's there's got to be a decision by by the end of the season, and there's every possibility. Like Paul Joy said in his article today, there's every possibility that Everton and Nottingham Forest will face a point another points deduction. Um. But it will have to be this season. So I wrote off a points deduction the first time anyone ever mentioned it. 
as as a joke because yeah, I've never heard I did. such thing as a points deduction in the Premier League. Um, and then when it happened, I was like, Jesus Christ, that do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I, I I think writing off another points deduction would be the wrong thing to do because it's every possibility that it will happen. Um, and I th- I think it will to be honest. As much as we all like to hope for a fan, and maybe even a transfer ban, it, it'll, in Everton's case, it'll probably come to the last day of the season, um, where you know we're we're sitting like seven, eight points clear of the relegation zone, and then yes. get it mm-hmm. with an hour point deduction just to kill us off. But it, it it can happen, it can definitely happen, and it and it will be this season, like we know. So, I I am a bit worried, yeah. Yeah. Jamie, I've been, you know, we've been thinking to ourselves about what could happen. I know Everton have got an appeal on the goal for the first points deduction. Do you think it could be a case of we win some points back there because we've got this new fancy lawyer coming in to try and bite our case? And then you say, let's just say, argument say, here's five points back. And then, but we're taking five points off you for this new one. So yeah. everything stays the same. Is that wishful thinking or do you think that's a, a possibility? I think it's a possibility. Um, I think. The ten point deduction, obviously, they know if they give a ten point deduction to Forest, they'll appeal it, which the Premier League don't want. They don't want any, any more appeals. They don't want any more commissions, independent lawyers, all this. They don't want that. So I think what they're going to do is wait for the outcome of Everton's appeal, see what the points deduction, see what Everton's points lie on. So say, for instance, as we said before, they get five to the original charge. The committee gone is worth five points. I think then that's what they'll do. I think they'll spread that, and that's the benchmark. So whatever the appeal, the points we get back off the appeal, I think they'll set as the benchmark and go, right, that's what you get. So if we get five back, meaning we had ten, uh, five originally, they'll give Forrest five and they'll take them five off us. So we stay, second what, charge. We, stay, we stay on what we've already got. Yeah. Because they'll just, they're just opening a can of worms. If every team, you give 10 to and they appeal it because Everton will get points back with this commission. Yeah. So I think they're going to wait for this commission to see what we get back to go right. That's what. That's how we stop any appeals. Yeah, I'll just stick with you a minute, mate, because I listened to you talking there, and you know everything you're saying, right? And then listen to Riyad before you, and I'm listening intently and everything he's saying, right? We're just football fans. Why the hell <sighs> do we have to worry about stuff like this? Why are we all sat here, the three of us now? Our heads are in our hands. I can tell people that now who are listening. <laughs> And we're worried about Ever- what Everton's books are like because it's impacting us as supporters. We're not losing points on the pitch. We're losing points off the pitch. So it's not even judged on what you're doing on the pitch anymore. We're now worried that we'll lose six to nine, 12 points, whatever, for something that is just completely out of our control, for some billionaire accountant not being able to do his accounts properly. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? What has football become? Well, every conversation now is dominated by football finances and VAR. Yeah. yeah Paul, Paul, you said at the beginning, maybe we should be coming on talking about, in my opinion, a well-earned point against a very good Aston Villa side. I wanted to be... scream. I wanted to come on a scream. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
about Calhoun's miss. That's what I was coming on to do. Football. Talk about yeah. actual football. Yeah, your centre forward missing a chance or putting one away. Defenders playing quite well. Dice, talk about Sean Dice. You can't. Not at this football, you could be can't. If you support a Brighton or Fulham, you'd be all right. But for some reason, this football club just won't let you rest. Um, and yeah. football shouldn't be like that. Listen, I'll be honest, do all football fans round today were shitting themselves. Sorry for swearing, but they were. Because they do all to themselves. We're going to have to be careful here. I might get thrown in the ass. That shouldn't happen. That should not no. happen. It shouldn't be a case of that. It should be a case of we can just sort of like crack on and talk about footy. Even VAR get rid of that because that's too much. Yeah. You just said about talking about like you know, without no out and we're just talking like we are we do anyway. But how many times did you used to go into your meet and go, he's offside? No, he wasn't. That was a red. Yeah, it was, no, it wasn't. And that was it. You just sort of had to agree to disagree and walk away. Yeah. I just I now I'm worried about how much it. fucking money Everton has spent on a forklift truck at Bramley more. Because it might have fucking put us in the red in profit and sustainability. That's what we're Honestly, worried about well, now. Watch, well, I reckon you go down there now, they're probably picking the cones up or weighing the scrapping. It wouldn't surprise me if they start weighing the scrapping. I know. That that seems to what what's probably done us in, though, didn't it, Riyadh? I mean, trying to be ambitious looks like it's it's got Everton into the shit, basically. So I think but, it'd be probably would have stayed the goodest and this wouldn't be happening, would it? But it, it is down to the stadium because there's no loss as far as I'm aware on, on transfers and stuff like that. I don't like to, to go down the old Man City 115 charges and Chelsea whatever yeah. route, but on paper Chelsea have had losses of over the allowed limit. So to me that's a breach of profit and sustainability rules. Anyway, back to your original point. No one actually understands any of it. Any of the no, it's like Brexit. It's just a mad riddle, exactly. like Danny Dyer said. No, no one, no one understands it. I don't understand it, and certainly the people at the top don't understand it because there's just so many blurred lines and and grey areas that will, don't make sense to anyone. Um, even if you're a finance expert, it's just it gets to a point where it's like, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Um. But I think that's just what they hide behind, really. Big words and fucking changing it from FFP to profit and sustainability rules. Yeah. Because isn't isn't FFP illegal in Europe anyway? I don't think so, they have it in Germany or anywhere like that, do they? Is, yeah, is it just a Premier League thing, is it? Yeah, I think yeah, so, I'm yeah. Sure it's illegal in, in um, Europe. But that's probably why it's been changed to profit and sustainability rules to sound more light-hearted. But... No, no, no one understands it really, and it's annoying because we shouldn't have to take an interest in finances and no. stuff like that, but we do because it affects the on-pitch matter. The off-pitch and on-pitch should be two completely completely separate things. We're football fans. We only care about the football. Not fucking, what, what, sorry for swearing, but not what Everton have you know, spent on, on stadium expenses and stuff like that, and that's what it's down to. So, yeah, it, it's annoying really. No, you spot on, mate. And like you say, you know, you you run a, a site, Everton Extra, everyone go and check it out. And, you know, you talk about Everton all, all the time. And you must sit there and go, I've got to talk about this again. Because, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, it's just what we have to talk about. I always say on these podcasts, we're not financial experts. And I'll be honest, when I get a topic and we have to talk about it, I sort of, like, sink into my seat and go, oh, here we go. It's boring. I just find it boring. It I didn't like maths in school. I didn't like talking about finance <laughs> in school. I don't like talking about it now. But... 
it's just ridiculous. It's it's overtaking the, the love of the sport for me. And it's it needs scrapping, Jamie. No, I just so just come to the we ever speaking. No, this profit and stability, right? So basically what it means is you can spend your profit. It, 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 is that what it is? You've got to earn what you what you spend, right. Basically. But it's but it's not just the transfers, is it? It's your revenue, it's your TV it's money, everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. So no, for the likes of like your Manchester United's and your Arsenal's and all that, who are bringing yeah. in so much more profit than Everton off yeah. f- away from transfers. How's that fair? How's it fair but, that if United, they have a-, a prime example, United are, are, are just spent money like it's. Like it's going out of fashion on the likes of Sancho. We're gonna have to blow money on players. Yeah. Well, because they're earning that much money from shirt sales, sponsorships, they're raking it in. Do you get what I mean? Because but how, of how do we catch that? How do we catch that? This is what I mean because Everton had a new stadium on the go, which was going to be sponsored by Megaphone, was it? Or USM? One of them two. Yeah. Something to do with Osmanov. He owned the, he owned Finch Farm. There was our sleeve sponsor. That was just pulled away from Everton. That was that was like you can't have them no more. So that's revenue gone. So they've yeah. had to go and scramble around and look for stuff like Angry Birds and stuff like that. You know but, what I mean? Again, Paul, this isn't. We we can't look to the for, for stuff like that. We can't look to the Premier League and, and blame stuff like that because no. this is completely Osmanov's fault for getting tied up in. And I don't know the ins and outs of this, but what the facts are is he was involved in some way, shape, or form in the war in Ukraine and Russia. Um, he funding it somehow. Yeah, and and for for weaponry and whatever. So. It's Everton's fault that with the suspicions and the shady deals and stuff like that, that we still went ahead. But who makes the, the, the end decision? It's Mashiri, and obviously he's going to put his mate's name, plastered it all over the ground, plastered it over Finch Farm, and, you know, that was probably our main source of revenue to keep us going. Yeah. Um, but but now the, it, it, it's gone, really, like you said there. We, we're relying on that stadium to become a bigger club and in terms of bigger I mean revenue and, and, and earning more money but we're stopped in hard tracks by being ambitious like you said earlier um, so it's just it's a bit of a mess really the, the gap between the big six and the other 14 is so big that no one else will ever be able to catch them I know on, on football terms like Aston Villa and stuff and Newcastle yeah, yeah they're catching up but even Newcastle are being stopped in the tax way Profit and sustainability rules because the gap is so big. So it's it, well, Villa, Villa, are, Villa are nearly there, aren't they? Villa are almost there from Cracker. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they've been told that they can't really do anything in this transfer map. Not enough notes in this transfer map because they're on the on the cusp of going over this. So the likes of Arsenal, City, Liverpool, the rest can all strengthen their teams blow Aston Villa out of the water and Villa can look at it and go, well, we were nearly there, but we're not allowed to buy this player for 50, 60 million because the Premier League won't allow us to do it. It's just not fair, is it? That, not... Will, that was my thing about Newcastle. Like, Newcastle, as much as I hate them, I've got this, uh, are the richest club in the world. So, say for instance, we're sat here and the news breaks that, I don't know, Elon Musk buys Everton. What difference <laughs> does it make? Because we're going to take 20 years to get to Manchester United's revenue and the the profit that they bring in through share sales and all stuff like that. So I, I don't understand really now. You've literally created your own little Super League because it, how long is it going to take ever? You'd literally need Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos to come in together and go, Jeff, can we buy Everton? Oh, Even they'd then, it's like... They'd be skimpering a month or two. No, no. 
But even yeah. then, it's like, well, all right, well, you can have the richest club in the, you can have the richest owners in the world. You still can't do nothing with it. You still can't do nothing with it. Yeah, it's like but I said before, you... Everton's way of trying to compete is like, listen, we can have a brand new stadium on the River Mersey. It'll attract better players, hopefully attract better owners. We get better sponsorships and that you steadily build like that. But now we're being told that it it's still in construction, but we're getting punished for using, not say our money, it's not my money, but Everton are being punished for not taking out any loans to pay for their new stadium. They've actually decided to pay for it themselves. But now it's because that's gone in, in the red on the profit and sustainability. This time I'd be talking complete shite because... I, I don't really have an interest in it, but this is just the stuff I'm picking up from other people. We're being punished for being ambitious. And listen, Everton have wasted a lot of money. We're not soft. But like Riyad said earlier on, you can't point at transfers and say we're wasting money in the last, what would you say, three, four years? Yeah. Originally, we wasted money on players. But we, I don't think we have any anymore. No, no. no since uh, the waiter was here, we haven't, have we? No. We're in, we're in a profit in terms of transfers over the past couple of years. Um. But like that's what I mean, said. though, Riyad. Sorry, before you go on, though. If Everton had Mbappe or someone up front, right, and he was banging the goals in, and then we got this news that you cheated, I think as fans we'd have to go, oh, maybe we have. Maybe we have. He's got 40 goals. We're sitting second in the league, first in the league. All right, take your medicine. We've cheated to get to where we're getting to. But we're actually shite. We're rubbish. Yeah. We're not yeah. seeing any any sort of, like, Thing on the pitch that makes us go, well, yeah, there's where we profited from that. We're actually not very good. Exactly. We're not, so we're being punished for off the field things that have, as fans, we're just, we're not interested in. The, the, the thing you're referring to there is Southampton and Leicester and stuff like that suing Everton for having a sport advantage. Now, I get Everton stayed up um, and and obviously they, they went down. But where was the sporting advantage? In Neil Malpai, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There, there's no sporting advance today whatsoever. And, and I think clubs like that, they just want to jump on the bandwagon. But anyway, Jamie, back to your point there with, uh, with Elon Musk and that. Everton have got, assumingly, all the money in the world because Usmanov's just got an endless supply of money. But we can't spend it. We're not skinned. We just can't, we can't spend money. And, and it's going to be the same for the other 14 teams and I think we're just unfortunate to be the first ones to, to be scapegoated maybe um, and now other clubs outside of the big six are going to be wary but it's shady because on paper Chelsea have had more losses than us um, but Haven't then... Chelsea just got a new Russian sleeve sponsor? Yeah that, probably, probably So how has that gone through when we got all our Russian thingos taken off us? Exactly. Look, it, what what baffles me is no club can make over a billion pounds in a year and Todd Bowley spent that. So Bro, Champions to, League football as well, sorry. Yeah, to make to make a billion pounds in a year, you're exploiting someone and there's cheating going on. So yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that that Todd Bowley farts and a billion pounds falls out of his ass. It's just like, let's go and spend it on players. It's just... No, Paul, you know what we had said before about the sporting advantage and Leicester and Leeds and all that? Burnley, if the core, if the core spoon balloons that over the bar, we're, in the, we're talking about the championship, by the way. There's no sporting advantage. This isn't... We haven't stayed up by five, six, seven points. Yeah. If Adeli Ali doesn't 
reincarnate himself against Crystal Palace. We've already had two seasons in the championship. So it's not yeah. like we've gone in January. Oh, you know what? Like Newcastle, I think a couple of years ago, spent a lot, uh, spent a bit of money and stayed up and they were sad or Aston Villa maybe did it. We've took the last two seasons over this three-year cycle to the last game of the season. Now, we will say... It's terrible to watch. It just yeah. hasn't been enjoyable, barring the odd game, like Brighton away. It's been I mean, we're going, well, we've wasted money on Morgan Snyderland and Yannick Balassian. They were years, years ago. ago. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it now. You know, this is a you're talking over a three year period, that's got nothing to do with it. So really, we sold with Charleston and Gordon for 90 million combined. I think Moise Keane went for 28. So there's nearly over a hundred million, you know. Banana. We we'll have to get Bettle on strap. We'll have to go back and pay. can you lend can you basically give him us on a free for a year and then we'll pay for him? So get it's around, really, we'll come up to get to. around this. Yeah, we'll end up giving him back. He carries on the way he is. <laughs> That's a different story, that <laughs> one. But, yeah. uh, we just get ripped off, I'm sure. People just look at us and go, <laughs> and just start laughing. Yeah. It's just mad because I was expecting more names to come out today. And the fact that yeah. there's only two. And Manchester City, I can just imagine that Sheikh Mansour sitting there with a big cigar, stroking a white cat, thinking, I've got away with it again. They can't touch us. And this would be my next question. I'm watching Sky Sports all day. And basically, it sounds like the Premier League are fast-tracking all this now to get it all done and dusted before the season ends. Then the rules will change in August. <laughs> I mean, as an Evertonian, how do you respond to that? You, you, you can't. You just you just laugh. You just you literally laugh. It's got Champions League, letting Liverpool in it all over again, haven't it? You know what I mean? We should have learned our lesson from that. But it's just got... This is where the corruption side of it comes into it now, where you can't talk about the Premier League because oh, yeah, there's two separate issues, mate. Because I think, like, I don't want people listening to this thing and that we're not blaming Everton. I am. Oh, we are, yeah. Everton, massive. Everton I am, yeah. Are an absolute shit show, but I think the corruption is there for everybody to see as well. At the same yeah. time, it really and is. I think the corruption as well is. You look at it and you could argue, yeah, well, Nottingham Forest have been it with it now, so it's not just us. It's not just the picking on Everton. You could look at that. You, you could say that. But if you take it the other side of it, we need to know why you've what we've breached. Don't just say, "Oh yeah, you've breached." Tell us what we've done. Tell, obviously, they probably told the club, but the club have come out and gone, "No, we haven't done that." Which I, which I think we'll get on to, which I'm quite happy with. The changing the rules, actually changing the rules, is just and knowing the mid process is just a maddest thing I've ever heard. It's just a maddest thing. Yeah, Have I, you I think anyone to get two point deductions in a season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, no. It's, it's obvious that one point deduction couldn't kill us off because it made us better. So maybe get to the end of the season, season's finished, or it'll probably be about 15 minutes to go with the last game. And they'll announce it after, <laughs> after that. 
Everton can't protest because there's no opportunity to protest. There's no games to protest. That there's no reaction that Everton can have at the next game. There's no fight that we can have. So it, my money is on, and you can come back to this at the end of May. It'll come at the end of May, the last game of the season, and it'll just be the final nail in the coffin, to be honest. And there's not much we can do. No. Um, we're a good enough side to stay up, and we should be challenging for mid-table right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> which is mad to say because... Well, we are mid-table, wouldn't we, with that point, with the I'd 10 points? We'd... Mid-table. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it's so obvious now, and I think... Everton fans are just a bit sick and tired of it, to be honest. There's just so many yeah. big words getting thrown about and stuff like that. I can't get me around it, to be honest. Well, I was reading, not to name any names, I think he's Sam, I was reading somebody's tweets before, and it's like a four four tweets in one, and I got to the third one, and just, my head just fell off. I thought, I don't understand a word you're saying. It, it makes loads of sense to you because you're an accountant, but to a, a shithead like me, it's just like, Tell me in a way that I understand. Are we going to get points deducted or not? And nobody can tell us because we don't know, do we? It's just no I think I think as fans we're just apps. I mean, me, I'm forty at the end of the month. I feel like about four hundred and ninety six. <laughs> honestly, I really do. I'm just drained by it all. I wish I could turn it off. Honestly, I really do. I wish I could just stop. But it's like asking you to cut veins out of your arms. It's a part of who you are, and it's just yeah. a part of who I am. But I think our expectations now. And there won't be people who like this. I think we have to prepare for championship football. I think, I think it's I think it's I think it's it's looking more and more nailed on to me now because we'll talk about the game in a little bit. I don't think we're good enough on the pitch. I think we're all right. But with the points deduction, it's just too much for us to come back from. And it's gone we've gone from that ten points deduction to the club galvanizing itself and winning four on the bounce to now we're back here again. How can what what can the fans do? What more can the fans do, Jamie? I just I could not blame any supporter now for just checking out and saying, "Listen, I'm done." I love Everton, but I've got nothing left in me. At about <laughs> five past three, I did. <laughs> yeah. At about ten past three, I checked back in. Um, you don't. You sort of just sort of carry on. It's hard. It's so hard. But we will carry on. We always will. Um, if I said to you, Paul, you're not going the game anymore, you wouldn't be able to carry it. You wouldn't be able to do that. We had the same. I would the same. So as much as we kick and scream and throw our toys out the pram, we'll always go to the match. We'll always love Everton. We'll always support Everton. Yeah. Until there <laughs> is no Everton, which is a real possibility, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, soon. I started, so... know what I was thinking of today, actually, funny enough. Sorry to say that, but I was thinking of a name. You know, like you get that city of Manchester, whatever they're called. Uh, Everton AFC. Uh, Everton AFC or St. Domingo's. St. Domingo's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, St. Domingo's Football Club and just starting again. It's um, a crazy chat that you're having there because I was speaking to my dad earlier on. I was thinking of all the things that we've lived through the last couple of years, you know, global pandemic and all that. You look back at it and you go, what was all that about? I never thought Everton liquidating would be one of the real possibilities that I'd have to look forward to in my uh-huh. in my life on this planet. It's just... That might be being a bit extreme and that, but with all this triple seven in the background and stuff, we they sound a little bit dodgy. Riyad, we we just as a fan base, what what more can we give? There is nothing really, is there? We've tried everything. Um, I'd, if we got onto seven 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 as well, that'd just be. I think the head would actually fall off because every day 
there's a bloody lawsuit against them. Um, so welcome to Everton. Everton uh, army. There's no positives to look forward to. I'd say the stadium, but the stadium being knocked down isn't even, you know, a mad shout to be honest. It, 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 it where we are now, and um, there is nothing to look forward to anymore. And um, we could stay up for, for the, you know, and and put a shift in for the rest of the season and get to mid table, but inevitably it's all going to be knocked down again because. Mm. If the Premier League won us out of the league, they will do everything they can to get us out of the league. So, as fans, we can't compete against that. We just can't. There's nothing we can do. No. Paul, no, I want to ask you, when we had a question, now let's sort of take it. it. Just let me get my tissues and wipe my tears away after the... <laughs> no, no, this isn't too bad. <laughs> if you're Sean Dyche, which I feel sorry for him, by the way, Jesus Christ, and the players, ah. Can he do this again? Now, say for now, we obviously we won't be charged. I think we had we were saying the end of May. Can you can you can Sean Dice look at this and go, well, you know what? Let's get 15 points clear of the relegation zone then. Can this football yeah. club actually do that and go, well, you know what? Take 10 points off us because we're 18 points anyway. Clear for me, theoretically, yes, but it, it, it'd be hard to ask them to go to war again for this club, which they did too for that four games. They just ran themselves into the ground to try and get, to make up that 10 points. Then you could clearly yeah. see that. They're still working hard now, like, but I just think, I don't know. But it's, it, it's it's a crazy situation. Like you said earlier on, if you've ever known anything like this, I don't. you're asking players to to dig deep into themselves to find something. Uh, whether we've got that in us, I don't know. As a fan base, I think we will fight and we'll never, ever stop fighting for the club but as I said I can understand people now who are just like done mm. don't, I think they're done with the game more than they're done with Everton yeah I think it's the whole the whole just it just doesn't feel like football anymore and because people are, you have Liverpoolians and that laughing going are you only saying that because you're shite but I just in a short space of time this fan base is just getting kicked from pillar to post and it's just how much more can you take it's like a battered wife she's it's just or a battered dog. You're just like, what? Where, where do we go from here? Like, I don't understand. On, I don't know. On pitch and, mm. and off the pitch, the life's being sucked out of it, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. The concept of VAR, which is another topic for for on the pitch. The concept it sounds good. You know what I mean? Speeds the game up. Um, reliable decisions, consistent decisions, and I don't think VAR is the problem. I think it's the people running it. Yeah. Um. And it's inconsistency across literally everything you can think of across the pitch on field decisions. There's a there's there's been so many occasions where a same incident has happened repetitively and there's been two or three different decisions go. Um and it's the same for off the pitch. I'm I'm assuming in a few years it'll all come out what what is actually going on now and and the the shadiness of of what's happened because I genuinely can't get my head around how clubs are just getting past it. But I, I, the, back to your back to your question, Jamie. Sorry, I think it's it's a lot to ask for the players, um, because they they shouldn't be in this position. It's nothing to do with them, and it's and it's nothing to do with the fans either. It's nothing to do with Sean Dyche. So all they can do is literally just go in and put 110% in each week. That's that's what they're paid to do and that's what they should be doing. Um, I think if they focus too much on the outside noise, that's when it gets it starts getting a bit too emotional and it starts getting on a personal level. 
um, and it starts affecting you mentally for a player. So I think the best thing to do is just completely block out all the noise from deductions, anything like that, and just play football because that's yeah. all Everton fans want to see. Well, that's all we want, isn't it? Play football. If you just strip it all back, that's all we're asking for. We just want to watch our team play football. We don't have to want to worry about all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of feel like this is the only way they're going to get us out of the league as well, by the way? is to You can't relegate us on the pitch, so this is how they're going to get rid of us. I'm not, listen, it'll be, we'll have to put up with, it. let's say the inevitable happens and we do get relegated. We'll have to put up with all the shit we're going to get off Copite and other fans and that. Uh, we but do can, it though. Yeah, but I can sort of, like, there's part of me and I never thought, it's making me feel sick thinking about it, I can sort of accept being in that league below now. But it's what's going to happen to the club that is worrying me. Because mm. I just don't think we can sustain what we're doing. I just can't. He just, as we had said, you're in stories about this triple seven and getting law, different lawsuits, and they haven't got the money to pay Peter and the Robin money off Paul. And it's just like, what's going on? I mean, it's, I don't think we can survive. I, five years, I, 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 if someone gave me a magic wand now and said, go, go forward in time and see where Everton are in five years, I'd be scared to do it. I, I'd be actually scared to see where Everton are in five years because we could be anywhere. We could be in the Northwest Counties League. <clears throat> We could, yeah. or we could be in the Champions League. I think it's like it's 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 like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's crazy. Exactly. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens anyway. But um, I hope. Listen, we haven't covered it very well, but we're just normal fans who just the news has only just come out today. But I just wanted um, touch on yesterday's game, Everton nil, Aston Villa nil. Jamie, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the overall performance? A uh, bit of a weird one, personally. I think we were. Sort of solid at the back. Then Villa had a couple of half chances, but we didn't create nothing. We'll obviously talk about the, the Carvalho Lumber path and that again. Not much. Very scrappy, wasn't it? It's a very. It was a very scrappy game. Something that Villa didn't want. Um, good point. Personally, I, I had a talk a point before the game. People might go, "We can't know the situation we're in." We didn't know that before the game. Um, they're a good side as well, Villa. So. I had a tough point at the beginning of the game. It's just a carving that makes, makes me can't get out of my head. No. I thought they were there for the taking yesterday, Villa, personally. Thought it was a very scrappy game, uh, stop-start. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Villa fans online today having a go with the way Everton's robust approach to the game. Aston Villa got more bookings than Everton, by the way. I thought they'd give as good as they got. I thought they were throwing in some mad tackles and... Yeah. elbows flying around for Molly Watkins and stuff like that. But Riyad doesn't want to come to you because you mentioned VAR before. Why did it take VAR so long to disallow that goal? Um, He's miles offside. Yeah, yeah, he was. There was a there was a lot of a lot of variables into it. Um, obviously, it's it's tactical and it's shady and it's obviously Unai Emery. Something Unai Emery's worked on with the players because. He's pushing Dan Juma, trying to keep Dan Juma to get everyone on side. Um, so it's a foul for me. And, and of course, he, he's offside. But what are they looking I'm, for in that Stockley Park? What were they looking for there? I, exactly. I, I'm not sure what, what, what they were looking for. I think they were a bit confused as to what was going on in the situation. Um, I don't think they think it was a foul, sorry. I don't think they think it was, no, it was a foul. No, but the offside was like not even debatable, the offside bit. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's well exactly. off. And, and if the offside fell through, then in, in our eyes, I, I think it's a foul because 
It's obstruction to a level. Like you, you're <laughs> literally forcing someone to keep the entire team on side, um, and pushing them to the ground. So yeah. I'm I'm not sure what what they were looking at, um, but that was probably one of the longest this season that we've had. To be honest, that that went on for a while. There was people by me in the in the paddock saying, "Just give them the just give them the goal." They were that fed up for waiting. Yeah, people. I think me, that's yeah. what it's got to. Just give them the goal. If it's, I said look, on the last pod, maybe they should have a shot clock, thirty seconds. If you can't make up your mind, stick with the original decision, which would have been miles or side, by the way, and we would have been screaming about it afterwards. But sitting in the ground like that, nobody's telling you to think. It's just, just awful. Exactly. You know, it's bad when people at home watching are more informed than the people in the ground. So it's just stupid, lad. Stupid. It's a TV sport now, though, isn't it? That's what it is. That's what they want. Exactly. And the the only way to put that is. If you if you watch United games or stuff like that, Peter Drury and the Gary Neville and that they know the decisions before the ref even blows the whistle. But they say <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. So it's just stupid. It's really, really stupid. Yeah, Jamie, I'm gonna ask you a question. Don't come for me, because it's a little bit of a concern for me. And I rate him. I think he's great. He's responsible for keeping us in the league. I don't fancy Jordan Pickford from them long range efforts. I think it's a problem. That flew past them yeah. again, that goal. The folding one. Um, it flew past them that yesterday. Moreno was it for Villa. It flew past them. Yeah. He's not he getting anywhere near them. No, he, he doesn't seem to get... It sounds mad, this, because obviously it's Chelsea save and stuff like that, but he seems to be that... In my, in my, in my opinion, I think he's that sort of concerned about his back four. His organisation. His organisation and who's not doing what. Then... When a shot just goes past him, he just it's sort of like a shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like I didn't yeah. expect that. He's that concerned about shouting at someone or making sure someone stood where they are. He's not ready for any sort of shot. Now, the one thing I do want to touch upon, and I'll ask you too, is why can't we stop these short corners? Someone, oh. please tell me to God. Yeah, the first no, it, one. Yeah, it's obviously uh, it's obviously something that the opposition managers, not manager managers, are working on because. Oh, it's so bad. Anthony, who's been on the pod, told me a while back he would watch Everton. Uh, the team are taking short corners. I think Everton, they're doing that much organising. Tarkovsky and all that, telling each other where to stand. They go, right, we'll, we'll catch these cold here. And then they play it short, and then they work to the edge of the box, shoot or cross it in. It is, it's a bit of an Achilles heel for us at the moment. That, like, I agree. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Just crazy. It does my head in. And you, could, and you carried on doing it. They just scored. And luckily enough, you got away with it because it was offside. And you can see John McGinn goes on the corner. I don't, you know, they take the short corner, go out to him. So really, you're thinking you're head, you're professionals. Pickford, you do enough shouting. Surely you go, go and stand by him, or go and stand in between them and cut them off. I just that needs to be sorted. Me, honestly, God, it needs to be sorted. Arsenal scored from it with Trossard. You know, I think, I, I think Wolves scored from it, or, or Fulham, where they just come out to him and you whipped it in. City end up getting a penalty off one of them. Yeah, City, Villa scored again yesterday. Needs to sort that out because teams are just good managers, good football managers. 
who sit down and watch Everton will tell the team to do that. Yeah, of course, he did watch enough videos and watch how Everton could see goals. And I think to show, I mean, don't get me wrong, they never scored, well, they scored that one, which he's miles offside. But yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's becoming a bit of a problem to show corners with Everton. And listen, I scream over VAR, but without VAR, yes, we're getting beat 1 0. Game. It's just, it's just, uh, again, another talking point, stupid talking point. But yeah, what do you, what do you make of I of Jordan Pickford from long range efforts? I think he's weak, me. Mm-hmm. I like him as a goalkeeper, by the way. I think he's a bit weak, though. Yeah, it's definitely something he's he's got to work on. Um, <clears throat> I think that's, and I hate to say it, it's just because he's short, isn't it? Like he, <laughs> Any little arms thing? I was thinking it. You said I was it, thinking but I was it. thinking it. <laughs> he, is a, he is a short bloke. It's like he's being condensed. He's got a weird build, Pickford. Um, and unless someone can long lengthen his arms up, then it's something that's gonna gonna be a problem for him. But I think it's just down to like positioning and stuff. But you never know when someone's gonna hit it from outside the box. Um, but he'll have to work on it, and he'll have to work on position and stuff like that from outside the box shots and have to be more aware of when one's coming and stuff like that because he can't lengthen his arms and <laughs> you know what I mean so uh, I, I do rate Pickford though I, I haven't really got a bad way to say about him but I do agree with yeah. you on that about the, the long range efforts but yeah he's just he's just got to work on stuff like that well, I'll tell you what the way the, the way this Premier League's going I wouldn't be surprised they make the fucking goals bigger soon anyway <laughs> Think is though, you know what? I was just thinking about it then. How do you work on it? Who do you work on with? You can't ask Ganana, he can't hit it from outside the box. There's a guy definitely oh, can't shoot. Decore is the only one, but he needs an half volley. Who the hell do you say? Yeah, who do you say to yeah. him in the Everton team? Do me a favour, go and stand outside the 18-yard box and there's some balls on target. It'd be fun to stood there for days. Very I do point. think we're solid defensively. I just, I think you might have touched on something there. That maybe it's because of that organised. He's screaming when the corner comes in. He's like, "Get out, get out, get out!" And then before he knows it, a shot's gone past him. Listen, it didn't yeah. cost us yesterday, but and I Come do on. rate Jordan Pickett as a goalie, but I do think that is sort of a bit of a weakness in his game. That I think has always been there. To be honest with you, long yeah. range efforts. Yeah. I mean, free kicks. My 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 head's gone when there's a free kick against Pickford. I think he's a bit susceptible to them. Like, but. Maybe it's because he's only got little arms, but we won't we won't go down that route. We've got to talk about the other end of the pitch now and a lad who we support and we love on this podcast, but he's making it hard for us now. Um, people are coming for me saying, what do you see in him? I keep trying to convince them. I'm running out of excuses now. Everton are not very good on the ball. We get a ball yesterday. Dan Juma plays a crack and book through ball to Riyadh will come to you. He's got all the time in the world to think about it. I was sat on that ground and I knew he'd miss. I think there's 30 odd thousand people around me who all knew he'd miss. I think he knew he'd miss. I think the goalkeeper knew he'd miss. He's just hopeless, isn't he? One on one. He's got too much time to think about it. And his his confidence is gone, isn't it? You could see that. And you could see after the miss, it could, yeah, but, I'd be surprised if he's looking over to Sean Dyson. Get me off here. Just get me off. Yeah. It was a terrible miss, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so I've thought about it a lot, I think. There's two things that it could come down to. It's either confidence or this is up for debate, but is Calvert-Lewin a natural instinctive finisher? And no. You can't be taught that. You can't do extra training hours and, and learn that. You're born with that. And only yeah. a few select strikers in the world have got it. You like Harry Kane and people like that. And it's rare that you find a striker with it now. That can yeah. uh, Ollie Watkins too. Ollie Watkins has got it. 
He can Lukaku. Uh, yeah, he can put through one goal and, and knows how to slot it. Um, and it's definitely, it, you know what, it's probably a mix of both. It's probably a mix of confidence. Um, I think with, with strikers, especially at Everton and, and Beto, Beto looked like he was trying too hard for a goal. And then when he got his Newcastle one, it was like a massive weight off his shoulders. And you think he did a good run of form, but just wasn't played. Um, so I think it's sort of the same with Calvert-Lewin. He's just got to get a goal and then get a good run of form going. And, and it will come eventually, but yeah. it's, it was complete. I know people will always refer back to the Ancelotti season and Alamez yeah. and all that. But look. If you, you could put any striker in the Premier League up front and have Hamas Rodriguez sailing balls into you and you're going to score 10, 15 goals. And Luca Dean, give him his due there as exactly, well. He was yeah, them Luca in. Dean, yeah, that was, that was another one I mentioned. Luca Dean. Um, like, you could have them two putting in balls to you and you, you are going to score 10, 15 goals whether you're a natural instinctive finisher or not. It's not hard to to be in the right position and, and tap a ball in inevitably. Um but he's got it's the one on one stuff, like you said, Paul. That worries me. He's he just doesn't look like he's going to score. He doesn't no. look dominant. And with that, I think it's more like when you throw on goal, it feels like a lifetime by the time you get to the keeper. And it's more of a mental thing than anything. And he just, I didn't think he was going to score, like you said. Like when he was running through, I just thought, jeez, I just can't, I can't see him scoring. Um, but I do, I do hope it comes because we haven't really got any other hope. But one thing I wanted to ask you is, does it get to a point where Schmitty gets a goal? We were saying that uh, off camera before. Um, maybe it's time to bring him in. Perfect opportunities on Wednesday, innit? Bring him in, give exactly. him a goal against Palace. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think he's in the similar mould. He's very highly rated in Portugal. I know, I think it's Portugal under-20s manager or whoever has talked highly of him, says he's the next best thing in Portugal so yeah maybe it's time to give him a goal I still think that if you give me a choice between Beto and Calvert-Lewin I'll pick Calvert-Lewin every time for the system Everton want to play and I don't fancy him on -on one-on-ones but I'm always seem to come to his defence we're not getting him any other chances are we I noticed the ball go up to him yesterday there's no one around him again he stood on his own up front I think Calvert-Lewin's an instinctive striker he will be on the end of things if you put it in a six-yard box or definitely a target man. You put it on his head. I fancy him to make the keeper work. But when he's mm. got when he's in on goal like that, I just do not fancy him at all. It's just no, because no, and I'm taking it personal now when I'm stood on the ground. I'm like, please score for me, please score for me yeah. because I've defended him that much. But I never fancied him, Jamie. What did you think when you seen him going through yesterday? Did you think, come on, lads, or do you think he's not going to do it? I've got to be honest. I probably one of the th- ones that did the. I told you to go, um, yeah. and that's more of a. I expect the Premier League footballer to be able to score. I do. Then I better be stupid, but Michael Keane would score that. Michael Keane would score that. Solomon Rondon would score that. Makes him sorry, but he would. We've all forget. Calvin Lewin scored a cinema goal. Cinema. Uh, similar. similar. That's it. <laughs> goal against Forest in the Carabao. Uh, Villa in the Carabao Cup, run through, yeah. slotted it. Done it against Brentford as well. Got a little bit of space, slotted it. So he can score goals. He can score in that moment. I think his confidence is just drained. Sorry for swearing again. He shit himself. Yeah. He, you know, he, he genuinely did. Um, if I'm a manager and I look out my window and my number nine's practicing one-on-ones, something's wrong. 
because you're buying number nine knowing you'll score one on ones. It's as simple bread as that. Bread and butter, Yeah, the bread and butter chance, isn't it? Yeah, you do. You know, if if you buy a goalkeeper and he's outside catching, uh, practicing how to stop a ball rolling to him, I'm worried because I'm like, why is he needing practicing that? And number nine doesn't need to practice one on ones. It's confidence. That's confidence why he's missed that. He's absolutely bottled it. You put him. I'm sorry, but if you give Calvin Lewin that chance ten times, he scores eight of them. He does. A confident Calvin Lewin scores. Simple as he does. Well, listen, I'd fancy myself in that chance with that. Before chance. I done it, Paul. I would. I'd fancy myself with that chance with no one around me running in on goal, just me and the keeper. I'd fancy. I'd back myself to score. <laughs> if anyone can kick a ball, I think you'd fancy yourself to score. It's like the showdown match of the day last night. He doesn't even try and lift it. He doesn't even try and change the trajectory of the ball. It's like he doesn't run offline. I think Ian Wright was saying. He just hits it along the floor and that, that Martinez is like, thank you very much. And people are saying, well, he's done that in the World Cup final. There's a lot more on that World Cup final, by the way. That French lad and who that went was a great through, save was, as well. I think it was that Muani who went through. You've got to think of the circumstances. That was a, that was a World Cup final. But Calvert-Lewin's got the... He's got the, all the time in the world to slot it past him. Listen, it happens. Missed chances happen, but... And these yeah. players don't need to be dealing with points deductions, but these are the things that could cost us now, moving forward, a chances like that. Everton are a team that rely on moments in games because we're not very good with the ball. So we're no. relying on, on a single moment in a game to go 1-0 up, and we'll try, we'll try and defend that lead. That was it. That was the chance yesterday. We go 1-0 up, we go into half-time, and we defend what we got perfectly in the second half. Yeah. missed it. But I'm not blaming him for just not winning, but I am at the same time. You know what I mean? It's uh, no, I feel no, sorry for the lad, but we haven't got time to be feel because of what's happened today. We can't feel sorry for these players no. anymore. And he doesn't know that running through one goal, he's not thinking of anything else. I'm sorry, but he's no. not. No. Um he's all he's thinking of is please God let me score. He is. He's not a confidence slows everything down. Going. Yeah, of course yeah. he has. But a confidence striker slows the game down, waits for the he waits for the goalkeeper to move. Who was it that he was it? You'll remind me where he had that shot and it just sort of rolled to the keeper. When a couple of weeks ago, and it was like he was on like the side, yeah. Of the yeah oh, sorry, yeah. Box. He went through, didn't he? Um, yeah, and in it the just cup sort of... game, it was, the, it was the cup game, wasn't it? Where he got sent off in, he had the chances before yeah. that. Palace, and he rolled it straight to the keeper, yeah. That just looks the same. It looks like he's got no confidence in his foot. He's no confidence in his legs. No power. To just get the ball yeah. and put it everything he's got behind it. The core run exactly the same. Run through one goal. Lashed it in. Confident man. Lashed it in. You save it. You know, it, it literally was, I'm going to hit this as hard as I can. I'm going to make you save it. Um, He's got a score. He just genuinely has got to score. And he knows yeah. that. Listen, we're, we're, we're not going to sit here and Calvin Newman sat there going, I'm harassed. He knows. He knows he's got a score. Dice will know that as well. Dice will say to him, lad, you've got to put that ball in the back of the net. What about Riyad's Timothy idea? Are you up for that? Um, when if the news doesn't come out today, yeah, no, not now. Um, that's going to be a horrible place on Wednesday. It's going to be a moody place, a moody Goodison Park with a lot of where Evertonians already riled up. If Jimmy makes one bad pass, one bad touch, we could kill that lad. I think you're just better saving him and keeping an experienced dead who will not sort of react to the crowd. Away from that game. Yeah. One last thing I want to touch on. 
Uh, listen, we all love Calvert Loons as well. It's, it's important that we don't turn on them, but yeah, it is what it is. Let's he's got to start putting them away. I agree. But one last thing I want to touch on in the game, which has really, really annoyed me, and it's annoyed me for about how old am I now? Thirty nine for the last thirty eight years. <laughs> but no, it's annoyed <laughs> me recently, especially recently, is Everton's inability to keep hold of the ball. And I'm not talking about people. I've said this on Twitter, and people are going, you know, our pass. It's it's a simple pass. The little. Everyday passes that just that they do in training to each other, and I've seen Coleman doing it a couple of times yesterday. He hit it when flew straight past Tarkovsky or Decore or someone. You're like, how are you not making that pass? What's wrong with them? Yeah. It's just unforced errors all the time. It's Everton with the ball are just and listen, it needs most of the moment. We need to get over the line, survive. I understand that, but how are a professional football team they had so bad with the ball? I actually don't know because it's. It's a training thing, isn't it? It's you've just got to learn to, you know, be who's next to you and uh, and stuff like that. Is it because the team changes a lot? I don't know. Um, but it's it's genuinely just. But it's not even just dates, like you said. Like it's this has been yeah. going on for years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. I don't feel you couldn't pass it with Lampard. Pass it round the back. I just don't. Like I, 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 it's like we're just waiting for them to lose it. Um. But I, I, I genuinely don't know what it is. It's something that can only be taught and saying, and we don't know what goes on in training, do we? So no, it, it it's definitely something Dyke is probably aware of, and and the same with the Pickford situation and stuff like that. He's definitely aware of it all. Um, but it's just that just comes with the process that we've just got to wait for, and we've just got to trust. Yeah, I understand. Listen, I'm all for direct football. I mean, I seen Villa playing it off in the back yesterday. I know a lot of works. I wouldn't like my own team to do it. That's just me personally. I don't like it. Yeah. Only because of my own nerves. Can't take it. You get what I mean? But I just feel like there was a moment, there was a couple of moments yesterday where Everton had a free kick in their own half. And I've like gone down and touched my shoelace or something. And I, I look up and Villa have got the ball again. And you're like, yeah. how do we give the ball away that quickly? I didn't even yeah. see it happen. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. It's just surrendering possession and Pickford will get it and just balloon it up top. Now, obviously, it's not he's been told to do that. Get it up front as soon as you can. I understand that, but moving forward, we've got to be better with the ball, haven't we, Jamie? We have to be better with the ball. And I'm not just I'm not talking about let's play possession-based football. I'm talking about just taking care of the ball when you've got it. Simple things, just a simple yeah. what you expect a footballer to be able to do. Um I, I do I, I Agree with Riyad. It, it's the players, mate. I've got to be honest. The manager doesn't help. I'm sick of Tarkovsky pinging that ball into the corner. I'm sick of it. He looks up, just pings it, and then it's like, what did you see? Genuinely, what did you see? Because Carvel threw to the other side of the pitch. Mm. You, I, I can't stand that. Um, I seen yesterday. Yesterday, I said it to me, mate. You sat in the Gladys Street, and Michalenko takes a throw into Dan Juman. He miscontrols it. Now, I remember, That's I remember a 12-year-old, 11-year-old used to do this drill. We'd all be in a box. You, the coach would blow the whistle. You'd run over to someone who had the ball in their hand. 
they throw to you, you knock it back to them. At 12 year olds, I was doing that. Yeah. And I just sat there and said that to me. I said, do you remember that training? Do you remember that drill? He was like, yeah. I said, how has he not been able to do that? His left back's throwing him the ball. All he's got to do is trap it and knock it back to him. And he can't do it. So, yeah. I just think... Basic football. The basics just, of football. Just basics. Decore, the first half. Just Instead of knocking the ball forward into a space or carrying it, he knocks the ball back into a Villa player. And I'm just sitting there going... What Sean Dice has got to sit these down and go, tell me what you see there, mate. When you make yeah. that pass, just enlighten me what you actually think you've seen because I don't know it. So if you can, and they go, oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, fair enough. I can see what he's trying to do there. We've all done it, mate. We've all set to the ground. A pass has been made and we can see what he's tried to do. Do you know what I mean? You go, all right, yeah, and you clap it because you go, see what you tried to do there. Fair enough. I haven't got a clue where some of these balls are going. No. I mean, if we, when we get in the playoff final next year, I want to see us keep hold of the ball at Wembley a bit better than what we do now, you know what I mean? Yeah, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson's paint trophy, for me, to tell you yeah, what. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll wrap it up soon, but we've obviously got a game on Wednesday. I mean, uh, I know we've had to speak about the actual football, and I've actually started to feel a little bit better about myself that I've actually been able to talk about football, but it's hard to ignore the elephant in the room, which is oblivion at the moment for Everton with the Premier League. But we have got a game on Wednesday, Riyad, what are you expecting? Uh, what are you expecting as far as atmosphere and protest and everything else is concerned first? Do you think there'll be anything or do you think the fans are just going to take it on the chin this time? Um, I'm not sure it's to protest. I'm sure it'll be moody. And to be honest, Paul, I don't really I don't really want to protest. I don't. I don't. Because because I don't, I don't want them banners no more. I'd have made them corrupt no, banners. It killed the Man United game. It killed yeah. it. it. As soon as Garnacho scored that goal, it was there was no focus on the, the the actual game. No one was talking about the game of football. They were talking about the ten point deduction. Mm-hmm. And we can protest all we like. It's out of our hands. Just all I say is, don't stress about what you can't control because at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's not going to do anything, is it? No. I think, you know, it's it's. I agree with everything you're saying. It's one of them, isn't it? It's, I understand why people want us to do it, but and I under, I was fully behind this, the corrupt banners and all that, yeah. but I think this new one now is just like, it's whipped me up big time emotionally. It's just draining the life out of me. Yeah. And I'll be there, I'll fight for my club, and I'll I'll do anything that these groups, God love you, he's doing a great job. He's, he's eat, breathe, sleep, everything. And, you know, he's do a lot more than, I, than I'll ever do to get involved. But me personally, I'll just be... Go on a match and I'll get behind the lads and then I'll go home. Definitely. That's, yeah. that's just me personally. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'll just stick with you. What are you expecting? A strong team on Wednesday. And do you think we'll go for the cup now with all this going on? Or do you think it's a case of you're not asked? Well, we haven't got a game till 30th of Jan. I don't think. Is it Fulham? It's a Tuesday night, isn't it? I think. Yeah, Fulham yeah, away. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, to be honest, I'm expecting full strength. There's, there's no reason why we shouldn't be. Um, I know they played, what, two days ago? Yeah, no, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, so it'd be yeah. Yeah, two days from then, yeah. Heaven are killing me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, two, two, three days, that's more than enough time. Considering after that, you've got a nice little two week before the game. Um, So, full strength, I'd imagine, and... and I don't think they should be taking it lightly either, especially after everything we went through in the first um the first tie. It'd be stupid to just 
so a half-hearted team out now, wouldn't it? So who was your striker then? Would you go with Chimiti or would you you'd just say Calvert-Lewin, the, the pressure's off, there's no point to stay, go out, lad, and get, and get a goal? What, 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 what are you doing there? I'd start Calvert-Lewin, see how he goes, and then 60, 65 minutes, if, if nothing's came of it, I'd, I'd throw Chimiti on because for Chimiti, there's, there's no pressure. He's just there just to play footy. Uh, he's only young and he's not that he's got like a like a point to prove he can just go out there and, and work 110 percent and yeah. that's literally all he can do and if he does that he'll get more game time so there's there's no pressure on him to score because Everton fans don't expect him to go out there and, and bag a hat trick you know what I mean so if he, if he goes out puts 110 percent in every Everton fan will go home happy with that so 60-65 minutes if nothing's came of it instead of the usual sub at 60 minutes for Beto I'd throw Schmitty on yeah I agree with you Jamie I know Riaz is you know I brought up protest and he doesn't doesn't want the banners and stuff no more and I agree with him uh, I know you you had a bit of a strong opinion on that today you were saying you're you're sick of it now and you're not sick of Evertonians you're just you're sick of us trying to bring attention onto ourselves with, with this Everybody knows now in the football world what's happening. Would you just like to see it all stopping now? Yeah. When um, it comes to banners and protests and stuff, I mean. Yeah, they're not bother me. It just shows I you. Think we, we still need to fight, though, mate. Sorry to interrupt the thing. I do think we still need to fight the corruption and the 10 points deduction and all that. We're not saying that. Don't, that doesn't need to stop. But I'm just talking no. about in the game, the actual match day. Yeah, yeah. I just It's only because um, we, we're fighting... As a club, they've already given the statement. That's a fighting statement as well, by the way. You know, yeah. so that they're already given our fight. We need to sort of concentrate on the lads. Listen, we've done the protests, we've done the corrupt signs and the banners and all that. The visit was another charge. What does that tell you? They're not listening. Don't care. So just go right. Okay, well, sound. We'll just we'll just do it. We'll just do it when the football's not on. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday, I wouldn't make it an occasion. This is what killed Riyadh before. Man United, we won the occasion, but they won the football match. So I think on Wednesday, don't make it an occasion. Make it, don't make it about what's off happening off the pitch. Just make it a normal FA Cup third round replay that we'll go and win. That's all we've got to worry about. And then as soon as it's finished, you've got two weeks then to to, to voice whatever you want. Why is, no, it just couldn't be. Why is it always when we're not playing? We get one done in. International break was 10 points and now we're not playing. This is with another one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the time is impeccable in it, really, when you think <laughs> about it. like yeah, I mean, sure I didn't does. come on to that statement earlier on, but I haven't seen quite confident that the, they've got a good enough case you know, to, to beat this one away and yeah. get the points back and hopefully end up with a huge fine or... I don't know, transfer ban or something. I think we're on our own transfer ban anyway, aren't we? We're getting players <laughs> on turf anyway. But yep. as far as the game's concerned, what are you expecting as far as the game of football is concerned on Wednesday? Um, more of the same from Sunday, if I'm honest. I don't think Crystal Palace, no disrespect to them, have got the quality of Aston Villa. Uh, I do think Aston Villa are a good side. I think if we sort of have that sort of fight, same fight, but a little bit more quality from Everton, uh, we'd beat them. I think we. I actually thought we would have beat them with ten, with eleven men at Solihull Park. Yeah. I've got to be honest. So I, I do think we will come out victorious. I do. I've got. If you're going to do lineups, I've got a bit of a mad one. But go for it, mate. Go for it. Go. That's uh, the same team as yesterday. By the way, I'd probably give Gomez a game. Yeah. Well, what mine was to be honest. This is again. 
I would drop James Garner. I think he looked knackered. I think he, I thought he looked knackered yesterday. The amount of times he flew in and he just won past him. He just couldn't. He'd rather slide tackle than run with the man. And I think that's a sign of a midfielder who's done in, who's, who's off on his feet. I'd put, I'd drop the core in by Anana and put Dan Juman behind Calvert Lewin. Just for that ball that he played in, I think, well, let's just see it then. If he's playing that ball behind Calvert Lewin, let's see what he can do with it. Like a, he doesn't last 90, does he? And then you can bring Garner on, move the core a little bit forward. So that would be my only change, really. Drop. Garner for Decore to give him a little bit of a rest and put Dan Juma behind Calvin Lewin. I do think, yeah, I wouldn't be against that, to be honest. Um, I do think Charles Virginia will start in goal as well, by the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think he'll, uh, he'll get a starting goal. But yeah, hopefully we can just. I'm I'm quite happy. I, as I said to you earlier on, I was like, I'm not going to any more Everton games now. <laughs> I'm not an Evertonian anymore. <laughs> Don't like football anymore. Well, speaking to you lads has made me feel better. I'm actually looking forward to going on a match on Wednesday. It's not a Premier League game. It's a cup game. We can get behind them. And yeah. Let's That's just see what happens. Listen, this is a, this is a fast-moving story with different things coming out as well. So people are listening to this going, you haven't given us much information there. It's because we don't actually know anything. It's only just happened today. And if we get any more news, we'll come back on and we'll we'll discuss it. And Riyad, while we've got you on, mate, we'll get you on again, obviously, if you just want to plug your socials where people can find you on Everton Extra. Yeah, so on Twitter it's Evan underscore X and my personal account is at Riyadh. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, mate. And uh, yeah, lads, it's been a shit day, but we just got to get ourselves through. It. And yep. as always, boys, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>